Well, hello everyone. This is Barbara Rosconi. I am the conversation host of Growing Social Now, brought to you by Corey West Media. And today I am very excited to introduce to you my very good friend, Diane Chase, the founder and CEO of Chase Media right here in Charlotte. Diane, it's great to see you. Thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely, Barbara. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to our conversation and sharing all things communication and social and helping people uh, hopefully get a, a few tips that they can use. Oh, I know they're going to walk away with so much because Diane is an expert communicator. And Diane is one of the first people that actually reached out to me when I moved to Charlotte. We went out and uh, had some wine and appetizers. And I just want to thank you, first of all, for your Southern hospitality, your communications outreach. <laughs> it just felt really nice to know someone that, that uh, was in the same kind of area and had the same kind of interests. And also, uh, Diane is very active. She's the president of the International Association of Bus Business Communicators here in Charlotte. And uh, what was it, January? Uh, January 8th of 2020, you all invited me to present a program and I talked about how to rethink influence, reframe interruption and refocus attention, not knowing that about eight weeks later, the whole world would be transformed. So you were, uh, you were prescient. <laughs> I guess I was. Well, I am Hungarian, you know, so I don't know. But uh, so anyway, that's that's now we're starting to open things back up. And I know that you're going to be speaking at an IABC conference. Can you just give us kind of a quick take on what's happening in, in communications right now? Where are we going? How what's kind of the temperature out there? Oh, gosh, you know, Barbara, it's um, it's a changing temperature, as we all know. And thank you for bringing up the IABC conference. I'm really excited about speaking because this is a, a new, new area, um, a new offering, if you will, in terms of um, consulting training and, and doing workshops on creating your leadership brand. Mm -hmm. And it's different. You know, we see so much about you need to, you know, create your personal brand and your personal brand, this and that. So, which is fine, but your personal brand is all about me, myself, and I, right? Mm -hmm. Your leadership brand is how are you creating uh, a recognized, credible, authentic, sustainable brand of leadership for others. So mm -hmm. as we know, being a leader is not about being in control or achieving your goals. It's helping other people achieve theirs. It's helping other people step up and, and, and be leaders in their own right too. So I'm this whole new, um, creating your leadership brand. People will have their own leadership brand statement when they leave, leave the presentation. So I'm jazzed about that. And you know, that, that speaks to the whole idea of how do we, how do we make sure that we are known in the marketplace for our expertise and our passions and our experience. Mm -hmm. And you can do that if you're very focused and succinct on what your brand is in the global marketplace. Because we all, no matter what we're doing right now, we're in a global marketplace because of technology, because of the World Wide Web. We can have clients around the world. We can speak around the world. We obviously with social media, it's instantaneous for us to get a message out mm -hmm. or to create a conversation. So the power of social media, one of my mantras is 
communication as a force for good in business and society and my and how can i play a role in that and social media can be a force for good in business and society it can also be a force for danger mm-hmm. crisis As you know, I do crisis communication work. Um, So being aware of the power of of social media when we are communicating, whether we're communicating our leadership brand or about our our beliefs, our values, our passions, our mission, our vision, all of those things, how can we get the word out in a way that, that resonates with people? So what tips would you have for people who are listening? I mean, you're absolutely right. You can have your personal brand and your personal brand could be that you love animals and you love trees, but (laughs) if you're leading people, they want to see something a little bit more and they need to have something to grab onto. So Mm -hmm. what kinds of ideas or, or strategies would you help people use so that they can really further develop their leadership brand and amplify it? You know, we identify, we identify six most common leadership types Mm -hmm. and we use examples that everyone knows. So Nelson Mandela had a a leadership brand. Mother Teresa had a leadership brand. Jeff Mm -hmm. Bezos has a leadership brand. Um, Pat Summit, the UT coach who was, you know, an icon in the world of of sports, not just women's sports, but sports. Um, So how, and you usually have two, you have a primary leadership brand and it has to do with how, what your values are, how Mm -hmm. you walk those values, how you exemplify those values and how you inspire others. And, you know, when we're communicating, it's about thinking about what you want people to think, understand, Mm -hmm. feel, Mm -hmm. or do. Okay. So, um, so for instance, with strategic business storytelling, you know, I I also um, offer those workshops. It's a whole different way of communicating because you're using personal stories to convey a business message. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, facts and figures and data and you know, data and spreadsheets and white papers don't change behavior. If, 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 if it did, if facts changed behavior or inspired action or loyalty, then no one would smoke. No one would speed. Yeah. No one would eat really, really bad food all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So we know factually and rationally mm-hmm. what we should do. I don't like that word, but what we're, you know, Rationally, we know we mm-hmm. should or should not do, but until we have an emotional connection to that. So we had a, a life-threatening experience. So we started eating healthy food and mm-hmm. exercising, mm-hmm. knowing our whole life, we should have been doing that, right? So there has to be an emotional connection. And for people to engage with you, to buy from you, support you, donate to your cause, work for you they need to feel some kind of a connection beyond the rational. Um, The great resignation is a a clear example of people choosing to follow, to go to work for companies, to buy from companies who who represent what they value. Mm -hmm. Um, I read 
I mean, there's all kinds of very interesting research going on with that. I think the latest thing I saw was that 60% of consumers are choosing to or not to buy from companies that don't mirror what they value. So people are, are taking, yeah, they're taking their dollars, they're taking their time mm -hmm. and energy um, to support businesses, again, that stand up, have leaders mm -hmm. who have a leadership brand that they respect and they want to engage with. Um, yeah, I would completely agree. And I think now with social media, would you think it's easier for people to really do their research and find companies that mirror their values? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic and a bit of a, a double-edged sword for leaders who are not prepared to mm -hmm. step out on social issues because of, of shareholder activism, stakeholder activism, mm -hmm. CEO activism, and employee activism. People are expecting CEOs, key leaders, to mm -hmm. take a stand on controversial social issues. Mm -hmm. And if you are not ready for to, to have people disengage with you, mm -hmm to start flame throwing on social media because yeah, of what you that, said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, then you need to be very careful. You need to be trained. You need to work with someone who's going to prepare you for mm -hmm. how you're gonna communicate before, during, and after taking that stand on a social issue. So, um, and we've seen companies do that. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, as you know, in North Carolina, you probably remember PayPal. Yes. They have a mm -hmm. big project where they left because their CEO spoke out against the state law that uh, was seen as discriminatory against uh, the gay community. Mm -hmm. So um, did that cost him money? Yes. Mm -hmm. But he put values, he put the company's values and reputation above mm -hmm. the backlash. And you know, it, it's, it's interesting to watch the, that journey when that happens with companies where they take a hard stand and they lose, they lose customers, they lose money and to see how it comes back around a lot of times. So when you say comes, comes back around, how, do you, how does that come It turns into a positive. So they end up mm -hmm. generating more support from new stakeholders that they hadn't, mm -hmm reached before so it's um, worth it but it is risky it's very risky you have to have that risk tolerance because mm -hmm. nothing's guaranteed right if right. you're going to if you're going to and of course social media is going to be where you need to monitor mm -hmm. everything going on you need to have a clear reputation audit what's your reputation in the marketplace and be ready for impact both positive and negative because it's going to come from social media immediately right yeah and it's not going to stop <laughs> correct yeah we have so many different issues that are going on in the world there's so many opportunities to react and, and comment so uh, one of the things that I know you're good with is helping people be more authentic communicators with their presentation skills and mm -hmm. now with um, social media, everybody is expected to be on video at some point. And even if you're not like on Facebook live video, you're in meetings at work, 
where you have to have good presentation skills. So have our presentation skills requirements or um, upgrades happened lately? I mean, what should we know about that's new that we hadn't maybe realized before? Oh, that's such a, that's such a good point. You know, we are, so I've been doing media training and presentation skills training, speaker training for years. And a lot of times, you know, coming, well, we might have one person who might be interviewed on, on, you know, the news and have to right, yeah. know how to look good and say the right thing and be yeah. succinct and stay on message. Well, right. now everyone's on video. Everyone is working. There are very few people I would imagine who are not on a Zoom meeting or mm -hmm. some sort of video mm -hmm. platform for their business every single day. So how are you coming across in a meeting? How are you coming across, especially if you're doing presentations or workshops, how are you coming across? And obviously we know about the technology piece and having the right equipment and, and all of that sort of thing. But are you, are you paying attention? Because taking my workshops and my trainings from in-person to online was challenging mm -hmm. because, and it's, it's more exhausting because you have to put 150% into what you're doing, how you look, you know, your, your movements have to be pretty, you know, on point. Um, you can't feel the temperature in the room as much when you're in a virtual room. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to put your A game out there mm -hmm. every time. And how many times have we been in a meeting where we're, you know, somebody's talking, we're looking up their nose or down their nose <laughs> or, you know, seeing half of their ear yeah. or they're, or they're, you know, slouched back in their chair. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in a boardroom, you might be able to lean back a little bit and still look like you're paying attention. But when you're online, you, you need to be front and center. You need to be sitting up straight. You need to be right. leaning forward, leaning in a little bit, being aware of your background, being aware of, you know, I talk about, you know, how much headspace so, so that you're mm -hmm. not like, you know, people don't feel like you're coming down their throat in the video screen. But um, so, but beyond all of that, the, the demand and the expectation for authentic communication has never been higher because we are living in a virtual world and there is such an opportunity for disengagement mm -hmm. but there's also an opportunity for for um less than transparent communication right because because we are not in person so above all People, whether in person or or in a video, need to feel like you are authentic, credible, trustworthy, transparent. Mm -hmm. You are you are actually walking your talk. You are someone that they could count on to deliver what they're saying. Um, and just you know that whole that whole demand, if you will, for authentic leadership and, and business professionals is, is greater than ever. Back to the, the point of people, you know, taking their money, their time, their energy, their expertise, 
somewhere else if they're not feeling like the person in a leadership position is authentic and trustworthy and also cares about them. You know, we hear a lot about the empathy piece. Leaders have to be empathetic these days because people want to feel cared about. It's too easy to feel super disengaged. You know, this whole quiet quitting phenom that we're hearing mm -hmm. about, which I actually have, have a little bit of trouble with that whole. What's your trouble with it, Diane? Well, <laughs> I just, it, it, quiet quitting sounds so, it sounds like it under, it underestimates what's happening. Quiet quitting. Uh, that, is, that is, that is, that is disengagement mm -hmm. it's it's lack of productivity because people aren't feeling valued they are feeling like you know the whole notion of sticking your hand in a bucket of water and pulling it back out no one would ever know notice the difference right so if mm -hmm. you feel like you're just you know got your hand in a bucket of water at some company and you leave and they'll never even miss you or it doesn't matter then that's that's a culture thing, right? But right. quiet quitting to me, um, I have this this ladder model I use in in talking to company companies in terms of the level of engagement of employees, and it goes from the bottom, which is insidious. So insidious, you know, not only are they disengaged, they are actively disengaged all the way to inspire. So the inspired employee who goes above and beyond and brings other people mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. with them. So quiet quitting just sounds so vanilla, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, I think there's something that, again, it, it undervalues what's happening. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think that uh, the media likes to just throw labels on things, you know, like cancel culture, you know, there's always more to the story. And it makes for a good meme, though, with quiet quitting. I mean, you know, you can add all kinds of graphics to it. And so, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a buzzword for sure. And I think you hit on something that's really important. It's really about uh, what the job satisfaction level is. And if you're not empathetic and people don't feel like they're contributing, to me, that's nothing new. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the way it's always been. If you work somewhere and you don't feel valued and there's a better offer somewhere where people are like, oh, Diane, we're so glad you're here. And you have, you know, you've got colleagues and you're working on yes. contracts. It's like, yes. yes. So I think um, in communications, communications pros know that there are buzzwords. I mean, it's like, the bane of our existence, there are buzzwords flying around constantly. And that is a buzzword, probably bane of our existence, but yeah. And so how do we work around those? So you work with executive communications as well. And so for me, one of the things I see, and I've seen this for a long time is um, there's always uh, at the executive level, it can go one of two ways, either they over communicate or they under communicate. And so what should executives be doing right now? What would you recommend they do, especially on social media? Do they need to have like their own show, their own blog? Do they need to be, how visible do they need to be? Well, I think they need to be very visible. Okay. And, and the extent to which they use social media depends on the extent to which they are quite frankly good at it. 
comfortable mm-hmm. oh, with it. Good point. Yes, <laughs> really wreck their own reputation. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I really, you know, whomsoever you would want to work with, I would really have uh, have any executive who's going to have a social media presence and and be active on social media to have lots of training and support, mm-hmm. a good monitoring system for sure, um, 24-7. How many crises have I, you know, gotten called into because something was posted on a Friday at five and the company leadership didn't know about it till they walked in Monday morning and things were already blowing up, right? Oh, that's a big uh, mistake, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just to be, to be, trained and to be expert at it but you really have to step back as well and say what does success look like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what is the goal of my presence on social media what is the goal of my business being an active participant in the social media world um and that can run the gamut whether you want to build reputation with with on social causes, or -hmm. if you want to build awareness of a service that really adds value or a product, of course. Um, But remember the emotional component. We buy on emotion and justify on logic. So if you are not connecting with people in an authentic way that connects with them emotionally, emotional doesn't mean like, oh my God, I'm going to have them, you know, like jumping up and down or, you know, crying or, you know, whatever it might be, not that it's the other side of your brain. So, um, the strategic business storytelling workshops, I, I go into a bit of the neuroscience, not to geek out, but the, the functional MRIs that they've done on brains, when people are watching PowerPoint presentation with a lot of bullets, And one side of their brain lights up, like this one little part of your brain lights up. Put that data, put those bullet points in a short, focused narrative, i.e. a personal Mm -hmm. story with a business message. The whole brain lights up. We are hardwired to listen to stories. We Mm -hmm. remember them and we retell them. And it's in the retelling you build your reputation, for your company, for your leadership brand. I mean, how many times have we heard a, an impactful story and we retell it? How many times have we seen a PowerPoint slide and you know made that the focus of a conversation? Um, never, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Unless if it's about a story. What I the only reason that I like PowerPoints is um, because if you want audience engagement, and you have a good chart, you can count how many phones go up. And they take pictures, you know, so, oh, kind of, you know, because that's really what people. Yeah. No, I'm not. Picture, I'm, I use PowerPoint all the time. No, yeah. absolutely. I mean, definitely. Who knows if they'll ever look at it, but you're right. The stories are what people remember you by. And uh, well, Diane, you are a, a great person to talk to. And if companies need a 911 for crisis communication, <laughs> don't wait till you get to that point. No. Well, Diane. Don't, yeah. You don't want to learn to swim when you're drowning. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah. So if you need that or you want to talk about executive communications or leadership brand, business storytelling, Diane is the person you need to call. So, or look up online. So, where can we find you online, Diane? 
Oh, gosh, you know, LinkedIn is pretty much my mainstay in terms of okay. posts and, um, you know, articles and things like that. So just uh, look me up. Two ends, Diane, two ends, Chase. Oh, yeah. Uh, good on LinkedIn. We will put the, the link to Diane's company and LinkedIn in the show notes. And Diane, what I'd like to do is just ask you, as I do with every guest at the end of the show, what is your word of the day? My word of the day is gratitude. Oh, that's a good one. And you know, I'm I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving with mom and family, siblings, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing this, I saw it actually posted on social media and it's 10 items with cute little graphics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it covers the gamut in terms of, I'm feeling, grateful for this for like a funny thing so there's a funny thing there's a you know obviously some sort of a an abundance thing there's a family thing there's it just it kind of runs down all these things that you you didn't think think about necessarily and you're like yeah I'm really grateful for that that little dog that I have <laughs> well that's great yeah yeah. So anyway, and and if we come from a if we come from a mindset of gratitude, it's a mindset of abundance. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Well, before we sign off, is there a call to action or any last tips you want to share for the listeners? Oh well, thank you first of all for this opportunity. You know how I get wound up when it comes to communication. I'm so passionate about it and helping people become better communicators. We've all seen someone who's, who's really an expert, who has the knowledge, but just cannot convey it in a way, again, that resonates with the people they want to connect with. Mm-hmm. And I, they, you know, I just help, love helping people figure that out and figure out new ways to do it um, that, that make, a, make a difference in today's world. Well, we need more people like you, Diane, but you are one of the best here in Charlotte, if not the world. So oh, thank, gosh. Thank, yeah, you. thank you for joining <laughs> us. I look forward to seeing you in person. The last time I saw Diane, we were at an event at the Panther Stadium and she yes. was on the panel. And that was really, really fun. So if you need a, a panel MC, Diane's good at that as well. So uh, thank you for joining us. Great to have you. And for everyone who joined today, thank you for listening to Growing Social Now, sponsored by Corey West Media. I am your show host, Barbara Rosconi. I'm so glad you're here today, and I invite you to subscribe wherever you like to listen to your podcast.